This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode unknown. Spider-Man, far from home, road trip. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers of Aliens Podcast. So uh, here we are in the uh, wind tunnel. That is my my car, my van, because it's very hot, and I have the air conditioning on as high as it'll go, and it's still not doing a great job of it. But uh, we're headed to go see Spider-Man. I got my whole family except for Dougie and my wife. So that's Tim, Laurel, Amelia, and Ellen. And Evan. And also Evan. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing pretty good, and it's great to be part of the family, Ben. Yep, so we're going to go see Spider-Man right now, and yeah, I, I'm not sure. All I know is if we don't do this as a road trip, this isn't happening because there's a lot going on right now this month. So I'm going to hand off the microphone and I'm going to put the car in gear. We're going to head over to the theater. Okay, I've got the microphone, then put the car in gear, and now we're headed to the theater. So this is the largest post-credit scene for any Marvel Cinematic Universe movie so far. This post-credit scene will be probably about two hours long. Yep, so that's what I just posted on uh, Welcome to Level 7's Facebook page was there are people who are upset about the end game extra scene stuff that they're putting on post-credits um, because they are an unfinished scene with the Hulk, some Spider-Man Far From Home preview stuff, and some of the actors and directors talking about Stan Lee. Like, that's what you're going to get if you go to see this special thing that Marvel and Disney have been like, you got to go see this because... We got we got stuff after the credits now instead of making you just watch the Far From Home trailer. Um, but I feel like this is the real postscript. This is the real post-credit for Endgame. This is the we get to see the world after Endgame. I don't know how well it's going to work because, and I don't know how much we should talk about Endgame. Really, I mean, how much should we spoil that? I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody has seen it. Everybody has seen it. Like there are people complaining that uh, uh, Tom Holland was on a talk show and he introduced a clip from Far From Home that mentioned a spoiler from Endgame, and he got a bunch of grief about that. And that is like a month and a half after Endgame had been in theaters. So I don't know what to think about that. Well, yeah, okay. We we don't have to spoil Endgame, so probably not too much we can talk about 
But uh, we do know that the villain, or quote-unquote villain, in this movie uh, is Mysterio. Uh, you want to talk about your history with that character? Yeah, sure. My history of Mysterio goes back to 1978 when I was watching the 1967 uh, cartoon show, Spider-Man. He was a villain on that every once in a while. And, yeah, uh, I also had some comics with him in it. And I thought he's an interesting character. He's got that... The whole idea is that he uses illusions instead of actual powers to make it look like he has powers that he doesn't have because he's using illusions. Yeah, and like he's one of the two supervillains I know that used to be a special effects artist turned evil, and the other one would be Firefly from uh, Batman. Yeah, there's one other special effects artist, but he didn't turn evil, and that is the guy who controlled It, the Living Colossus, uh, <laughs> from, <laughs> from Tales to Astonish in the late 70s. So there's there's your obscure comic history for you that goes to what kind of comic books Ben reads, the, the kind that nobody else wants to. Nice. So my history with the character are from the various Spider-Man cartoon shows I watch, uh, like the one from the 90s, and then Spectacular Spider-Man, he was in there. But really, my main exposure to him was in the video games I played as a kid, because in Spider-Man 64, which is also on the PlayStation, um, they, he was a villain in there because, spoiler for that 20-year-old game, there is a duplicate Spider-Man uh, who's framing Peter Parker for a bunch of crimes, as there usually is. And this time, it's Mysterio disguised as Spider-Man. And so you have to beat him by shooting the little gold attached thingies that attach his cape to his suit. You've got to shoot those with your webs. And then... There was a, uh, a boss in Spider-Man 2, the adaption video game, which was the first video game where they had the entire city of New York rendered that you could swing through. And um, if I remember correctly, when you fight him, it's pretty elaborate and difficult. Um, but so you, it takes you a while to beat him, and then finally you beat him. And then later in the game, when you're stopping like a random store theft like a grocery store theft Mysterio returns and you're like oh boy and he turns around and like they show his boss health bars going up he's got one two three four five six health bars you're gonna have to knock down so you go up you punch him once they all go down and you win because now he's just a guy in a suit because you took away all his toys from the first time it was really funny that makes sense so um I'm going to throw this question to the back of the van right now. Uh, I got two questions for you. Girls, Tim, if you want to answer, I, I'd appreciate it if you talked a little more than last time I had you guys on. But um, the questions are, what are you expecting from this movie? And what does this movie have to do for you to feel like it was a great movie? All right. And Evan, I want you to answer the question as well. Who wants to answer? Anybody? Anybody? Amelia wants to answer? Nope. She said she doesn't. I'm not expecting much. It seems like it'll be great. She said she's not expecting much, but she seems like it's going to be a great movie. Does anybody else want to want to answer? Ellen, you got anything? I'm gonna say Tim's got something. I haven't seen any of the trailers, so I don't know what's about. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I was talking because your daughters came and did some audio drama recording. 
with uh, for Basecamp Adventures coming soon. You can purchase that and hear that. But they were saying that they didn't watch many of the trailers, and I said good on them because I watched that second trailer and I was disappointed that I did because yeah. it had it was spoilery. That one, I w- I really was. I-, I wish I hadn't seen it. The only good thing that came out of seeing that trailer was that I was able to tell people, don't watch that trailer because if you're the type of person who feels like trailers reveal too much, that trailer will fit right into your worldview. Okay. Um, and for me, what was the two questions? Wait, so nobody else is... Nobody... What, what are you expecting from this movie and what does this movie have to do for it to be a successful, like a, a great movie, in your opinion, what does it have to be like? What does it have to do? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know what to expect either because I only saw the first trailer. Uh, and to be a good movie, well, I mean, in my opinion, it's already a good movie because it's Spider-Man. But like, yeah. So I don't know. Um, for all right for me. Okay, Ellen's got one. Uh, Tim, you're gonna have to hold it. I feel like it doesn't have to be that great because it's following Endgame, and so nothing's gonna like live up to that. And so, like, it doesn't have to be that great for me to say it was a good movie. Also, Tom is in it. So, (laughs) also Tom Holland is in it. So, um, yeah. What am I expecting? Probably, I just I'm expecting it to be as good as the last Spider-Man movie, which wasn't, you know, one of the bust out awesome MCU movies but it was still great and it was a fun Spider-Man movie and it was kind of like a small story. I'm assuming this will be a little bit bigger than the last one but uh, but yeah it's just got to be on par with the first one for me and then what does it have to do? So aren't the questions the same thing? What am I expecting? What does it have to do to be no, a good no. movie? Because if you are expecting it to not be a good movie then that's one answer and then if what does it have to do to be a great movie? Okay. What does it have to do to be a great movie? All right. To be a great movie, I need to see a Fantastic Four Easter egg. To be an enjoyable, good movie, it's just got to be on par with that, like I said, with that last one. If there's no Fantastic Four Easter egg, it's not going to be great just automatically. There's no way it's going to get a five-star rating if it doesn't have a Fantastic Four Easter egg. Ridiculous. No. It will not. I I can't give it five stars if it's not telling me there's another movie coming like you are predicating like everything for it to be a great movie based on does it does it preview a movie that possibly can't even happen until like 2021 based on what they've already planned we'll see if it can change my mind ben we'll see (laughs) well at least your expectations are i don't know (laughs) no i (laughs) Uh, okay, okay, it, okay, all right. It's my question, your answer, so go ahead. And, and okay, here's another one. Here's one. It's, it's got to sell me a good Peter MJ story because that's, they've teased that in the trailers. They set that up kind of in the last one. So if they can, if they can nail that and do it really well, and because Peter and MJ from the McGuire movies weren't great, it was okay. But they, neither neither one of those actors really captured the spirit of MJ or Peter for me. Um, so if they can if they can do a better job with that, I think that'll really uh, really speak well for it. And then, of course, I'm not gonna say what I learned from the trailers, but I learned some things from the trailers. 
And if they pull that off well, the the big uh, spoilery stuff, if they if if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So if they can pull that off well and tell an interesting story that has consequences for the MCU and is able to also just have some great uh, consequences and character moments for Peter, um, I think it'll be good. Is that better, Ben? A little bit. <laughs> so, the, I think it's funny though because they still, even after they reveal that her nickname is MJ in the last movie, they were still kind of saying, "Yeah, she's not really Mary Jane." And uh, I know. <laughs> How is she not? If you're anyway, um, there's gonna be a second MJ, and they're gonna have to fight over Peter. Clone saga or what? <laughs> so, so for me, what I'm expecting is kind of similar to Ant Man and the Wasp, where you had the big heavy movie of uh, Infinity War, and then you went into Ant Man and the Wasp, and it's just this light, fun, funny movie. I I want it to be a little more weighty than Ant Man and the Wasp, but I'm just for it to be a great movie, it has to be good Spider Man stuff, good quips, good um. You know, good private life encroaching on superhero life, um, and needs to do, to do all the Spider-Man stuff well. And then um, we need a good villain. And I think that there's some stuff, there's interesting stuff with Mysterio they could possibly do based on what you've told me about the Ultimate Spider-Man comic books. But also, like if they were to merge some of that Ultimate Spider-Man stuff with like the regular Six One Six stuff, where you know he's all about illusion and all about deception and so if they do that well that's what i'm i want them to do that well and then um what am i expecting i'm expecting it to be fun and that's that's my hope i really need a fun movie right now i think it's just yeah and the other thing you you said about if it, can they nail what they the spoilery stuff that was revealed in that second trailer where they're talking about things um if they are able to pull that off well, or the on the flip side of that, if it turns out that those are all just lies from Mysterio, which I would not be, a, I would not have a problem with it. If yeah, I'd be okay with that. If all that stuff was just Mysterio spinning lies based on, hey, this crazy thing just happened in Endgame, and now I'm going to build on the craziness and say this thing, and and then uh, I, I would be okay with that for sure um although we can't talk about it right now but there's some marvel's ages of shield stuff going on that would also kind of kind of dovetail into the the spoiler stuff that we're talking about but you think uh we'll see scorpion uh, as a, in a cameo again yeah i don't know maybe i mean mysterio is part of the sinister six right they change that so often i, I have no idea <laughs> the, the point being like they've got like last last movie they they put in two of the sinister six and then with this movie um you know it, we could be building up to something like that i i don't know we'll we'll see uh it'd also be fun not necessary but fun if there was a uh tom hardy venom cameo of some sort yeah because they've been talking about how they really want that if they can manage it to to share the universe yeah yeah i i don't I mean, there's no reason for them not to, although there are some, there are a couple continuity things between Venom and the MCU that just don't work. Um, like that giant building built into the side of a mountain in San Francisco? Like that giant building built in the giant mountain on, in San Francisco, yes. 
So, all right, we're almost at the theater. Anything else to add? Um, yeah, so basically from what we've seen from the trailers and what we've seen from the last movie, they potentially already have their five of the Sinister Sticks already ready. Uh, be careful talking right about right now before we get into spoilers, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they, they could easily next movie. Uh, the other one thing I'm wondering is when are they going to start talking about uh, Osborne and Green Goblin kind of stuff? Because that is a huge part of Spider-Man's legacy and lore. So... Yeah, and there's definitely room to do the Green Goblin better than it has been done <laughs> on on screen. On many occasions on screen, yes. Yes. So, alright. We are here. We're going to park the van. We are going to turn off the recorder and we are going to... Uh, get out of this kind of weak air conditioning, and hopefully this will be a lot cooler than the last time we went and saw Spider-Man. Oh yeah, because the last time it was the AC was broken in the theater, and everybody was sweating, and it was horrible. It, it broke at the beginning of our show, so it started off and just got more and more uncomfortable. But then the people after us, we knew some people who went and saw it. So Casey and Kelly saw it after, and it was miserable for them the entire time. So like we. It was not fun. It was miserable for us, but not the entire... That guy cannot park. Um, but <laughs> at least we had air conditioning at the beginning. It was just slowly getting worse and worse and worse. So, all right. Seatbelts off. It's in park. We are done. Okay, welcome back to the wind tunnel. Here we are. We just watched Spider-Man... Uh, far from home yep. and we're in the car now everyone has seen it and I do want you guys to speak up a little bit about this this is spoiler free right now though because we're in the parking lot and that's our pattern in the park position, in the, park position. the van is on though because it's just hot it's hot, it's hot. that July. theater was a little bit hot but not bad not as bad as last time but still hotter than normal. it was the same theater though huh. same like number theater it was number 10 that's the one we were in before. Um, but we were in the very back row. So heat rises. Heat rises. and Yeah. So, ladies, gentlemen of the van, I'd like to hear just your initial, did you like it? Did you not like it? And let's, let's do star rating right now. One to five. We're going to start with the star rating. I don't even know what my star rating is. So. <laughs> I'm going to go around the microphone, though, to my children here. And we're going to start with my youngest daughter. What's your uh, star rating? Probably four and a half because I don't think any movie is perfect. So I'll give it a four and a half because it was really good. Okay, good. Um, you're going to have to lean forward maybe with your seatbelt off because we're not driving. <laughs> and I'm going to reach it to the back of the van to Laurel, my middle daughter. Um... I would, uh, I would say four and a half or five. It was really good. Okay. Uh, next is Ellen, my oldest daughter. I think I'll give it a four. And to Tim, my firstborn, my oldest child. <laughs> what do you say, Tim? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Then there you have it. <laughs> so... Did you like it? I think the answer is yes to you liked it. Um, Evan, star rating? I gave it a four. 
Four out of five, yep. not out of ten. Yes. <laughs> so you weren't switching things up. All right. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. The first half of the movie, I was thinking three, three and a half. And then by the time we got to the end, I'm like three and a half, four. Yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna lean towards four. I laughed, not a lot, but I did laugh. It was, you know, if Iron Man is like the rock concert of the Marvel movies, um, this is this is more the uh, the stand-up comedy stadium <laughs> show, you know. Like it's it's good, it's funny. You're having a good time, but it's not the same as you know the rock band blasting the. Sure the tunes and the pyrotechnics sure. and stuff. So, um, so pretty positive all around. Uh, re- uh, who do you recommend this for? Do you recommend this? I think the answer to that is yes, but um, uh, who do you recommend it for and why? I mean, I'd recommend it to you if you're a Marvel fan. If you're a Spider-Man fan, it's good. Um, probably for a little bit of an older kid audience. Again, same problems with the last Spider-Man movie. There was just that one, Gosh. that one porn joke. <laughs> yep. Like that's, there might have been two this time, but. I thought it was just one this time. It was two last time. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I felt like it was a fantastic Spider-Man story. Yeah. Like it felt like this is Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man story. They've got the interpersonal stuff going on. This could have been like three or four episodes of a Spider-Man series. Um, it just, or uh, I was thinking like a four issue mini series Spider-Man comic, you know, where you got the big problem, but they're going to different adventures, you know, and um, I liked it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. It's, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at my ranking. Did you rank this in your MCU rankings? I did. I did. I, I'll have to pull it up, okay. but I know it's, I ranked it in my, uh, 2019 rankings and I think it's number three or four. I think it's number three. Where did I put my letterbox? Here it is. So yeah, I'm just going to be talking now. Well, I, I didn't put it in there, but I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll let me vamp for you a little oh, bit. You. Um, I'm thinking this is this is like mid-range. You know, like it's, it, this isn't the best of the best, but it's it's good. Okay. I've got it at number 11 out of 23. So, yeah. Okay, so mid-range. Right mid-range. Yeah, all right. Ladies, Tim, anything else you want to say? You don't have to, but we're going to start driving pretty soon because we're going to turn on the spoiler organ and get some spoilers going. Anything more? Good movie. Solid Solid movie. movie, Good movie. movie. Fresh. Fresh movie. (laughs) All right. Let's let's start driving. Let's let's play the spoiler organ and let's uh, talk spoilers. But um, go see it. If you're a Marvel person, Marvel MCU fan, you're already going to go see it anyway. You don't. There's no question there. Um, it does set up some stuff. I don't know what it's setting up, yep. but it sets up stuff. So, all right. Spoilers. 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 All right, Ben's putting the car into gear. Well, first he's buckling his seatbelt because we do not swing in text or drive in text or drive without your seatbelt. Ah, that was a weak transition, yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what do you want to talk about, Ben? Well, here's the deal. 
I think I'm going to have to go back and into our first part of this conversation and actually cut out some of the stuff we were talking about because the thing that I was saying, yeah, we, if they did this, I'd be okay with that. Like, that's exactly what the movie was. <laughs> and I really don't want to ruin it for someone accidentally for them to hear me talking about that. Um, but, yeah, basically predicted the movie accidentally kind of like a, hey, what if this happened? I'd be okay with that. So, well, it was going to be one of two things, and it was one of those two things. And the one of those two things was that Mysterio was being Mysterio, the master of illusion and manipulation, and it was great. I really liked that. Yeah. I liked that. I mean, they could have played with it a little bit more, but at the end when he says, you know, people will believe anything, and and then in the post credit scene, they, they prove it. I mean, they, they, I mean, they prove it, but they actually show it. You know, they, they show um, dailybugle.net and... J.K. Simmons? Yeah, oh, that was great. That was so good. I mean, because who else could play him? People, but nowhere near as good. Anybody else, Anybody else could play him because this is a different universe. And now they've just crossed streams a little bit weirdly. Like, how does that work? And kids, if you don't know what we're talking about, J.K. Simmons was J. Jonah Jameson in some of the other Spider-Man movies. So that were not part of this... Uh, Canon or chronology. All of the other Spider-Man movies that feature J. Jonah Jameson, he's in it as J. Jonah Jameson. Right, because J. Jonah Jameson was not in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, right? Correct. Yep, so... Now, one thing I really loved about Mysterio is that he has his pitch-perfect comic book accurate costume, and then his pitch-perfect MCU'd costume, where he still has a dome on his head, but he's just in a motion capture suit. Why did he have the dome on his head for that costume? Because they're still MCUing him. <laughs> like this is the real version of Mysterio in the MCU, where he's still got a dome on his head. Don't get the practicality of that, but it did look good. Uh, yeah, I, I like though at the end when you know he's he's dying, he says people will believe anything, and then um, then they project a lie on uh, you know the news and yeah, and people are gonna believe that, and that's really interesting place to go. But then. They have the anti-Iron Man, I am Iron Man scene, where instead you have um, uh, Peter outed by by someone. And like he, he is Peter Parker. And that was interesting. I'm really curious where they're going to go with that. And then, then the whole scrawl thing at the end. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, I well, they're setting up something for the next phase, but we have no idea at this point what it is. <laughs> so... It doesn't set up anything for us to really know other than, oh, space stuff, maybe? Um, yeah, space stuff, more scrolls, and more Nick Fury, apparently. So it'll be interesting. Um, I really like the Peter and MJ stuff. thought they went did really well with that. I thought they perfectly captured, at least in my experience, the teenage adolescence experience of trying to get a girlfriend. <laughs> Anna, yeah, it was great. Yeah, no, I, I remember going on um, a school trip like that and trying to get the girl to notice me and hoping she would, and then she didn't, and then she did. You know, they they caught that. They caught that. Um, the other thing, I liked how they handled the blip. Like that was, Is that what we're calling it now? Apparently that's what we're calling it now. That is what they're calling it, yeah. so that is what we're calling it. Um <laughs> Yeah, they, well, I mean, it makes sense. For the people who experienced it, it was a just a blip. And for the people who 
um, were left behind. It was five years. So, yeah, I, I liked the way that they handled that somewhat. I, in some ways, they, they brought up some of the practical problems with it. And then in some other ways, it was kind of a, um, hey, we're just, life is back to normal already. I mean, we're basically half the population has returned and and okay we'll just get back to normal life but i did like um aunt may's you know fundraiser for people displaced by the blip that was kind of cool and then she's talking about the people in my house they thought i was a ghost <laughs> oh man that's that cell phone footage of all the high school students disappearing that was disturbing man i did not like that and then it turned super goofy yeah. when they returned <laughs> it was <laughs> that was funny <laughs> so it takes this kind of Serious thing turns it into a kind of a joke. Um, we had the the uh, high school tribute to uh, Tony Stark and Captain the Getty Rick. Images yes. uh, candle thing. So funny. Ben was dying. Like he's like what, the loudest person laughing at that point. It was great. It was really funny though. I, they already set me up though with "I Will Always Love You" by Whitney Houston. Yeah. I mean. As soon as that started playing, I'm, I'm starting to feel like, okay, is this funny? I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's turning funny. Okay. Getty images. <laughs> no one else cared. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. So, and I, like I said, I love the, the MJ Peters stuff. I, and I really enjoyed my favorite scene, I think, of that whole relationship so far is the, uh, where he takes her swinging at the end because it just reminds me of the, this where he takes MJ swinging in the uh, to first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie uh, when he's rescued her from the Green Goblin. And it's just like very serene and picture perfect and her hair is great. And there's like, you know, a, a little hue going on over everything. And it's just like, oh, it's Spider-Man. And in this, she's freaking out. <laughs> it's just so great. I mean, that other one that was... That was the hyper-realism, though, and the, the stylistic choice of, of the, the thing. This is the... I mean, everything's a joke here. You know, I mean, this that's why I, I would compare this to a stand-up routine. I mean, everything was a joke. Everything. But not not as bad as Thor Ragnarok, though. Like, they, they could keep a serious face in this. Whereas in Thor Ragnarok, even in the serious battle moments, everything is a punchline. Yeah, maybe. I. I it just... This felt like, and this is probably my one biggest gripe for the MCU, is how often everything just is so jokey, jokey, and even in the middle of a really serious moment, okay, we can't have the serious moment just be a serious moment. We have to drop a joke at the very end of this this moment, and that's probably my one complaint. And it's just it's a style thing. It it's a people pleasing thing. It's easier to make people laugh than to make people cry. And we had Endgame where it made lots of people cry. And so this is the one, this is the chaser. This is the dessert. You know, we got the this light little cup of pudding after a steak dinner. And it's, it, it'll, it'll grow on me, I think. You heard it here, folks. Ben thinks this movie is a cup of pudding. Quote it. Put it on bitdailybugle.net. Right. <laughs> so uh, what do you think thematically what's going on here? There's a lot of... Um, things about mentoring and handing off and kind of almost parenting stuff but I, I really liked just the whole idea of Tony Stark I mean he looms large in this movie 
this really is the the post credit to Endgame, yeah. where it's just kind of like here's all the things. Let's uh, let's make this movie be about Tony handing off to Peter and and Tony trusting Peter as a mentor and and Tony, you know, giving off I, I, happy that moment with Happy in the plane. I love that moment where he's like talking about you know nobody can live up to Tony. Not even Tony can live up to Tony because he he was a mess and he was second guessing himself all the time and. Um, just that kind of stuff that he's talking about and just giving Peter the pep talk. And then Peter turns around and, you know, happy has a moment where he's like, Hey, I'm you're you're Tony, you know, like you're, you're doing the Tony thing, but you're being the Peter, you know? And I, I liked what it was saying about, you know, just trusting the next person and, um, handing off, uh, even a little better than, than Toy Story four in that, in that regard. So much better than Toy Story 4. Um, We haven't done an episode about Toy Story 4, but the more I think about Toy Story 4, the more I really like that movie. It's really interesting. We're opposite ends again, Ben. Are you liking it less as you think? Are you liking it less as you think about it? I like it less, and it's going to be permanent, probably. (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. So anyway. Uh, So, and then they also have the, the fake news themes, but then I also like... Uh, it's a new twist on Peter's classic with great power comes great responsibility theme because he just wants to take a vacation and he's just realizing throughout the entire movie sorry you don't get one buddy like you're you're on all the time and sure sometimes life might give you a vacation by having there not be giant monsters or terrorists but I mean you're always going to be Spider-Man and you're always going to have that responsibility yeah, and I tell you, this season of my year, like watching someone just—I I just want to get away. I just want a vacation. Um, I'm feeling that right now, man. And actually, I, I get to have a vacation pretty soon. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting because that's that's another thing where you know, as uh, we as believers, we don't get a vacation. You know, we don't get a vacation from being a servant to other people and to God. You know, we we. We just don't because we're that's it's a life it's not it's not our job it's not you know the, the thing that we go away to do and then come back home it's, it's who we are yeah yeah and you you don't get an opportunity to to say oh, i hey doug buys junk cars doug buys junk cars there's a van that just drove past with a giant sign on top of the van that's about the same size as the van and it's, yeah. it's letting us know that Doug buys junk cars. You know what, though? I've seen them before. This is the biggest sign I've ever seen them have, though. Usually it's magnets on the side of a van and then a, a trailer that they're pulling with signs on it. But that was... They're wanting to get the word out. They are upping their advertising yeah. game, man. More on our car trip. We are racing a gigantic thunderstorm home. We're driving parallel to it, and it's just nonstop lightning. Oh, it's an illusion. You're right. Hopefully it's an illusion because, man, it has just been nonstop lightning since we left the theater. It is not as bad as the Toy Story 4 storm that passed over while we were in the theater. And then as we were driving home, realized a tornado actually happened just a mile away from the the theater. Destroyed a a daycare and (laughs) knocked down trees. Like We're driving home and trying to drive around trees and stuff. I think you tried to call to tell us that was going on. Yes, we we tried to call and say, hey... The storm is so and so. You should head 
so-and-so and you guys didn't answer so we assumed you were dead and we're happy to <laughs> find you were alive <laughs> the phone rang in my pocket i'm like i bet that's evan i'm not going to answer because i'm driving so good good plan good plan so all right um girls mj does it could you do it date a shorter man thoughts the power situation, you know, I'm just kidding. If it was him, then yes. No, we're not doing this conversation. Yeah, he is. This, is, this is what they were talking about on the way out of the theater. Currently, the guy is 22. He's not getting older. Are you, okay. He's not getting taller. This is him forever. And neither is Zendaya. I'm 12, so I could get taller. But either way, if it's him... We're not doing this conversation. Stop it. Evan, what are you? I wanted to get the kids involved, and this is what they were talking about. I to do it, though. If you want me involved not talking about this, I do have something to say. So I'm an MCU fan. I've never read any of the comics. And so I like this movie because I went into it, and I thought the Mysterio was actually good. And so it was a huge surprise to me that he wasn't. So There was a nice gasp from you, Amelia, when... Um, when Mysterio put on the glasses and looked a lot like Tony, yeah, you know, and and I didn't notice it until I heard you gasp, and I'm like, oh yeah, I I, I, I saw it coming because when when Tom Holland puts them on, because he's just wearing these glasses, you can see there's the there's a Tony Stark there, but yeah, that was really interesting. And again, going back into mentor and um, you know lying, you know, looking like someone who can be trusted, and you know he he. Couldn't be trusted, but I, the thing is, you can't blame uh, Peter Parker for for trusting the guy. Like the guy was a convincing liar. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, who would have guessed? It's all holograms. No one. <laughs> you know? Except for me on the drive out. You know? Well, because we read the comics. But, so, but I mean, like, how could Peter Parker know that? You know? Did you have something to say? Is that is he has the glasses in the movie? Is that why Tom Holland wore glasses to the premiere of Far From Home? I don't know. He, well, he's a movie star, so he probably just wears glasses. I've seen pictures of him in interviews and stuff wearing glasses that look like this. I don't know if it's just a coincidence or not, but... Like so much. Stop talking about Tom Holland. <laughs> Thanks. The whole movie is Tom Holland. I know, okay. but we're not... This is not the Tom Holland fangirl podcast. We were talking about the movie. Yeah. The new podcast coming out of the Avery family. Yeah, the branch is gone that had fallen down here. Did you know there's a fallen branch right there? That I did not know that. Across the road. Oh, okay, anyway. Uh, we're at your place, so I think this is our time for final words about this movie. Kids, you have any final word you want to give? Fresh movie. Fresh movie. That's the solid movie, fresh movie. And it's dope. Dope. So that's good. Is it sick also? Yo. So, I, I learned a long time ago. I, I can't talk like the young ones anymore. I do say rad quite a bit. Nice. So that's unfortunate. I say sweet. That's my go-to. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, so Evan, final words about this movie. There were lots of quips and lots of thwips. And I approve. Oh, and there was blips. Oh, yes, Amelia, coming in with the assist. There it is, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a... It, In trips, because they were on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Evan is so proud of himself yeah. right now. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, I mean, this is MC movies are almost exclusively good. Like they are all good. So to say that this is you know mid range does not mean it's a bad movie. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, if I were ever do a, a rewatch of the entire MCU, you know, this would be. It fits perfectly at the end, right after Endgame. It, it gives you some laughs, but it also, um, you know, there's some touching moments. No, I didn't get choked up at all in this. No, I didn't. <laughs> the other, the other weird thing about this attending this movie today was um, there was people from our church there, so many, which never happens before. There was people from our denomination there. There was a guy who had done my licensing interview for the denomination was there with his family. Um, it was. It was bizarre in that way. Um, but yeah, good movie. I enjoyed it. And not perfect. I think that there was too many quips. Too many quips. And too many times when it was just... It was dry at the beginning. And there was something off about the effects at the beginning as well, I felt. Like, I didn't feel like it was... Um, I don't know, as perfect as, as I would have come to have expected. Um, it was kind of dry and... Took took a, took a little while to get its footing, I think. Um, but by the end, I was I was there. I was there. All right, that is our episode about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Evan, final word about anything. This is our time to say goodbye. I just want to sing the song, Ben, and you're gonna not like it. So. Nope. So I'm gonna say, hey, thank <laughs> you so much, everyone, for listening. And uh, yeah. Anytime you tell me to say goodbye. All you have to do is say thank you for listening and tell people how much you appreciate them listening and you don't have to sing the song. So uh, thanks for listening. See, it's very easy. And Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Lethel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about.